Hey mamas, while I have your attention for just a few more seconds, I couldn't wait to get on here and share with you all about this app that I'm recording all of my podcasts for you through. It's called Anchor, and it is truly the easiest way to make a podcast. Don't believe me? Let me break it down and explain to you. First and foremost, it's free. That's right, it does not cost you one cent. And even better, there's actually creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's really that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast, hello, with no minimum listenership. So, As in the words of Jerry Maguire, we can all say, show me the money, baby. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So moms, as you know, I support every mama having a voice. Your voice needs to be heard. So go ahead, go download the free Anchor app today and get your voice heard. Share what you're passionate about. Go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's Anchor. .fm to get started, and I look forward to listening to you very soon. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, mamas. Wherever I am coming to you from, I just want to say hello and thank you for joining us again on yet another episode here at Moms Matter, where, yes, you and every mama you know matter. Every mama has a voice out there. She has a story. And here at Moms Matter, we want to give every mom an opportunity to share it with no negative Nancys, just no judgment, just her being able to have that opportunity to have the stage and have that platform to be able to share her wisdom and what it is that God has brought you through in your own mama journey. If you'd like to be a future guest on my uh, podcast, go ahead and reach out to me at theclaymans.com. That's my family's website. You can reach out there and hit podcast and you can connect with me through there. Well, and today's guest, I am out of my seat excited to introduce you guys to her. I could truly take a whole half an hour just probably being her spokesperson, her publicist, because she happens to be a personal friend, which friend feels really weird to say because I feel like she is truly a sister from the same mister. Uh, we met, oh gosh, I think over six or seven years ago, uh, when we both were living in Los Angeles, but now God has actually brought us both many, many miles apart. And it is truly my honor, my privilege to introduce, I believe for the first time I am saying her newly married name out loud, Miss Kelsey Mendoza, Mendoza (laughs) to Moms Matter. Hello, Kels. Hello. Hello and welcome. That Thank sounds you. so amazing to me because how many how many moments, how many hours did we spend praying over our husbands and here we both are married women now? Oh my gosh, so many. I actually seen on like our Facebook memories, mm-hmm. different interactions we've had together and I'm like, oh, we were praying for our husbands that day. Oh, <laughs> we we're praying for our husbands that day. And it's just like, wow, how much active work we really put into that. And it's cool that we have like documentation to remember those moments. 
Yes, because ladies, we don't know how many of you maybe prayed for your husbands before they came, or if maybe you're still praying for a husband and you're single momming it right now. I mean, gosh, it felt sometimes like forever and like, Lord, uh, I know him now. Can't you see? And and thank God. I think we both have those moments too. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, we're also glad for the unanswered prayers, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, how awesome that, uh, we have so many of those beautiful memories. And now we, we, I, I have to say that I am super excited to finally be able to join the club that you've been a part of for a little bit longer than me now, the mom club. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) And so with that in mind, I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about (laughs) that life. Um, Share with us a little bit about you, uh, your family, and of course, your baby, not so much of a baby boy. (laughs) I know, my goodness. Well, I have a beautiful baby boy who is now (laughs) 16 years old. Oh my gosh, (laughs) it goes so fast. Guys, enjoy Mm. it. If you have babies, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. The journey is, is so worth it, but, and it changes, <laughs> just enjoy it and remind them to enjoy it. Cause they want to grow up so fast, but yeah. you only have 18 years to be a child and the rest of your life to be an adult. Yes. This is such good wisdom, especially as I'm on the other <laughs> spectrum and my 10 month old just wants to walk and, and go, go, go. And, and there's in some ways it's always like, yes, I want them to finally get there. But I always hear from moms of like teenagers or older and they're like, no, no, no. Enjoy those moments. Like you, you won't remember those sleepless nights. It'll be all right. Uh huh. And then can you share with me, uh, my listeners know that I just recently uh, became a mom, as I said, 10 months ago at the age of 32. And what age did you become a mom? I was, oh my gosh. So I'm 36 now. So I was 19 when I got pregnant and I had just turned 20 right before I had him. Wow. So I was young, but I wasn't like as young as maybe there might be some other moms out there. Mm-hmm. Um but my mom journey kind of started a lot younger than that um, in the in the idea of experience. Like I did a lot of babysitting and stuff when I was really young. But I have an older sister. She's seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. And she has um, she had her first child when I was 12. So she was 18. So I was like a pre-mom. You know, I kind of <laughs> experienced some things, you know, like yeah. I was a mom without all the work and <laughs> like yeah, wasn't got, financially responsible, right. but emotionally I was, I was invested, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what a beautiful prep though. Cause you know, yes. there are some women who, whether it's your 20 or 30 or 35 that have never had experience, like it still surprises me to this day. Cause I too have a, had a lot of experience with nannying, but some women have never even changed a diaper. They mm-hmm. don't know what it's like to even really hold and sue the baby. And so I can see you're kind of pointing out to me and I'm sure my listeners too, that there is like a kind of a difference. Like there's a mental age and then a physical age. So where you may have been 20, even at that young age, would you say then you, you felt more prepared to be a mom than maybe other tw- 20 year olds your age or maybe more on like the emotional side mm-hmm. like maybe not no you know honestly maybe not even there because like you love other people's kids but mm. when you have your first 
I mean, I've only had one, so I don't know anything beyond that. So I'm only speaking on my experience. I have one. For now, for now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> God willing, right? Um, <laughs> speaking it out. Right? <laughs> but there's no love like the love you have when you birth a child. Hmm. You know, like, it changes everything. Um, you know, I you think you know stuff, but then when it's your own child, it's 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 different. It really is. But in the regard of like, okay, I'm not going to throw up when I change diaper because I've already <laughs> smelled that, you know, there might be yeah. a little gagging here and there, but you know, whatever, yeah. doesn't smell like roses, right, um, <laughs> right. you know, so, but you know, um, no, that's, that's true though, you know, and you're actually my, my, uh, my, my bonus daughter will be walking in the door soon from school and all the things you're saying, I'm going to remind her like, Hey, I'm just helping you prep for your own motherhood someday, you know, exactly. <laughs> you know and I mean, it helps to have that kind of wisdom. Cause I remember yeah. things being kind of funny, like, you know, you kind of know what to expect, you know, to let mm. your baby cry a little, you know, that it's okay if they fall and hurt themselves, you know, you don't have that like extreme rush. Like for me, I didn't have that extreme rush every time something went wrong, but at the same time, there was always this underlying thing of if something goes wrong, what am I going to do? You know, there's still that same right. kind of right. panic of, am I doing this right? But you just having a little experience, I think helped, but yeah, man, it's still, it's still not the same. It, it, like, it, it's just not the same. <laughs> not at all. It's, and I finally understand that, you know, cause I, I'm kind of going back even in our relationship and when we would pray over and talk about Israel and I really could only understand it, you know, so much. And now in hindsight, I'm like, wow, like, so that's what Kelsey was meaning. And, and I'm sure, you know, other moms out there, when you're listening, the fact that you are a mom and you've given birth or you've adopted even, but like when a child is truly your responsibility, um, that is when it, it really, it, it, it's like next level. It's, it's, mm -hmm. you feel that responsibility, you know, yeah. for them in well, a way that you couldn't fully feel even, even your own family. Like you said, your own nieces and nephews, it's still different. Yeah. It, you know, and it's not that I didn't give my everything and I didn't love my nieces and nephews wholeheartedly. It's just, it's a different thing. Like you're not with my son. I'm, I'm the one who is solely responsible for his well-being. If yeah. I don't provide for him, he doesn't get. You know, with my my sister's children, if I screwed up, she could fix it. You know, yeah. yeah. And and you know, with with my son, man, if I messed it up, I messed it up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now exactly. that's not that's not to to, I'm not saying like when he makes mistakes, I take full burden. I'm just saying, you know, I question myself, what could I have done better? Cause I am aware that he is an individual and will make his own decisions regardless of whatever I do. But, you know, that's just where we are as moms in our hearts. Will, you know, everything they do, it's like, what could I have done better? We start yeah. to literally, we become our own worst critic in the worst way. <laughs> excuse me and that's why I think it's important um to surround ourselves with with women going through life simple okay so I'm trying to think of how do I want to phrase this so someone once told me that when you're raising kids it's important to have other women in your life in different stages hmm. it's important to have your single friends it's important to have 
your moms with children younger than you or yours younger than your children. It's important to have friends with children your child's age. It's important to have friends with children slightly older. And Mm -hmm. then it's even more important, I think, to have people who are friends that have children that have grown up because you then you get it takes a village. It literally does, you know, and that's where the village comes in. It doesn't necessarily mean it takes a village as in like everybody needs to have their hands in how you raise your child. No, it takes a village in the sense of like, you need to be able to talk to someone and say, Hey, I went through this. Like, how did you get through that? Did you Mm. feel that, you know, Mm -hmm. because all of our journeys are so different yet they're still kind of directly similar and it just, it helps to have other feedback. And that doesn't mean, yeah, you have to take what I'm saying as it's the law. Like you have to do it that way. No, it just means you go, okay, let me try that. That might work for me. Okay. It really didn't, but maybe something in that did, you know, it just helps to have that wisdom. It's so true. And, and having it with people that you can trust that you can really partner with in that. And then it's, it's, it must be so nice, you know, to know, I think in the hard moments too, like having a mom and and having those kids that are older say like, Hey, it won't always be like this. Like you will Mm -hmm. get through it. Like it may feel like you're, you're going to die or are you just, there is no end, but there is. And, And I think sometimes for me, at least that in my experience, that's been exactly what I needed in those hard moments. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh man, so many memories are just flooding yeah. through my head right now. Yeah. Like, I'm just well, like, what yeah. do I, what do I right. see right now? You know? Right. And, oh. right. Like a true a lifetime in reverse. Mm-hmm. And with all those memories flooding your, your heart and your soul right now, I'm curious, uh, what would you say is your, fa- gosh, I know it's a hard question, but what would you say is like your favorite part of being a mom? Like what comes to mind when I ask you that? What do you like about being a mom? I like the love that comes with being a mom. Okay, ladies, just letting you know, (laughs) forewarning, I'm a crier recently (laughs) in my life and I have been through some crazy uh, things, (laughs) right? Recently, like the last forever. Um, (laughs) But uh, just heads up, you might want to have tissues ready. I don't know where God is going to direct me in in this podcast with you guys today. I've had a roller coaster of a lifestyle. And my son has experienced a lot of that with me. So I'm already crying. <laughs> so you may want to have your, your, your tear jerker stuff ready. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I love about being a mom is the love that comes with being a mom. Mm. Like I said, when you birth your first child, there's no love like birthing your child. And <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, okay. Trying to you, you got this. You got um, this. You're going to have seasons where it's really easy to love. I'm going to be real honest, ladies, like super, super honest. And then there's going to be seasons where it's really, really a struggle to love. You know, you're going to hear some very harsh things from your children. You have to remember they're growing, they're becoming mm. an adult, they're becoming whatever season they're in and they're in a self-discovery. Like they're trying to figure things out. They're going to say the most hurtful things to you at different seasons. You know, I've literally heard my son tell me how much he hates me, how he wishes 
he wasn't my son, how he wishes I wasn't alive or I wasn't around or, you know, things like that. There's been those seasons and Mm -hmm. it's so hard to love in those seasons sometimes. And what, what makes it easier is I remember this too will pass because I've had those with those ladies with wisdom remind me those seasons are going to pass, but you're not going to have a lot of people who are going to be really honest and say the season's coming. It's going to happen. If you're Mm -hmm. living a life, it's going to happen. And you know, I just, I happen to be on the other side of that right now where, where I'm in a season with my son where a majority of the time it's super easy to love him. But there's days where I'm sure it's super hard to love me too. So like, mm. I, I'm sure it goes both ways, you know, but yeah. um, I think that's one of the things that I really love about being a mom is, yeah. is learning this journey of love because there's no love like being a parent yeah. and it's just, it's got its ups and it's got its downs, but yeah. I absolutely love the whole journey because wow. in those tough moments, I really appreciate those easy moments and it just makes it all that much more worth it because I don't think we ever really truly appreciate something Mm -hmm. until something has gone bad in that situation. And then it reminds you, wow, this is difficult, but it's been easier. It can get easier again. You know, like you just really are, you just, there's a value in it. You know, it's like, um, excuse me when I think about like some of like the treasures of the world most of those kind of treasures are are broken and put back together like I know like in uh, Asian cultures Mm. they put broken plates back together by sealing it with gold and it adds it a new value so it's those broken times those difficult times those those you know scarred times that really give a value and a treasure in your life. So I think that's what the, what part of being a mom is, is learning that treasure and that value of your children. Like, Mm. you, you know, every, every bump and bruise and scar that they have, you've walked with them in that. And it just, you just appreciate life differently when you're looking at those things and talking about those things and, you know, looking back and going, man, that was a really hard time of our life, but look how we got through it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it helps prepare our children for adulthood. If we're really honest about those things, you know, yeah, that season was really hard. We didn't get along or, you know, the situation we were in was very difficult. We survived it. And, and if we can survive that, we can survive the next thing that's coming. And, and how do we do it different? You know, yeah. my son and I will get into arguments and, and say some really mean things to each other. And then, you know, we're, we're at a, a point in our lives now where we're pretty quick to come back and say, Hey, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then like discuss the situation. And this is what I was really trying to communicate to you and, you know, express ourselves pretty openly and it's, it's pretty fast, but now we're getting to a point where. I think we're able to get through it faster. You know, like there would be times yeah. when he was younger where we would be mad at each other for days. And now I, it just feels like minutes that we're mad at each other because we're both older, wiser. We've experienced a lot of life together. And now we just yeah. know how to communicate differently. And if there's anything that I can tell anyone out there listening to when it comes to your children, the thing that I feel is absolute key is to be honest with them. Mm. 
when you screw up or you do something wrong or you say something you didn't mean, you know, you, 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 in a sense, man up and, yeah. or woman up, you know, and, and put on your big girl panties and, <laughs> and say, Hey, I was wrong. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that to you. That's yeah. not what I meant to say. And and I'm sorry yeah. and, and truly mean it. Like they feel it. They know, I mean, they know us, they, they were in our womb. They're a part of us. Mm-hmm. They know when we're telling the truth and when we're lying, but yeah. there's nothing I think more valuable than when your parent can look at you and say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It just, it validates their feelings on a whole nother level. Yeah. Wow. And, and you give them, I feel like permission to be then real and raw and honest with themselves too. And Mm -hmm. then back with you, it's like being able to be reciprocated and, and something I feel so strongly from what you said is that I think kids, you know, they grow up knowing that it is right to respect their parents and some families, unfortunately don't do that always, I think the best, or maybe they're trying to do what's best by them, but um, it comes out of a fear based where as your children grow and, and they get a chance to just respect you genuinely for you versus like just, oh, I have to because that's my mom versus like a wow, I respect her because she's real and she validates my feelings and she's being honest with me. It just really, I feel that like gives, yeah, it gives your children permission to, to be able to own up to their own feelings as well. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, I have been around, I have friends whose parents weren't, you know, honest like that. And I, Mm. I've seen some of my friends parent their kids the same way, but thinking about it, like when we can be honest with our children, when we make a mistake, I think it will help in the future when they have jobs or making Mm. big decisions in life. And then even with their own children, to like be more forgiving of people when they make mistakes and do things wrong. You know, I, I, I I wish I would have had that mindset when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, However, at the same time, I'm like, if I would change that, then I wouldn't be who I am today. (laughs) But like, just, I think it's easier for our children to have more of a forgiving heart when we can look at them and say, I'm wrong too. Like I make mistakes too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it takes, helps like, them the to realize like, off. Every, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. It's, it's not just me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I it's so it's so poignant, I think, especially for the culture nowadays that kids are the current, you know, children are growing up in and all the future generations with so much going online and so much comparison going on around in front of them, I think it's so great that the people that are closest to them, their parents can teach them how to be real and to show them that it's okay. No one's perfect and you don't have Mm -hmm. to be perfect. And, um, that we, we all know that the best way we end up learning too is by mistakes and by making our own mistakes. (laughs) Right. And it, and it's, And I'm finding it's funny because of being a bonus mom um, to a young girl, you know, it's, it's not always easy. I have found to let um, kids make their own mistakes. Like, have you felt that with Israel? Like, is it hard for you? Like seeing him going down a wrong path and, and, you know, and, and wanting to help him maybe avoid some bad decisions. Absolutely. It is the hardest thing, you know? And again, that ties back into the love because, Mm. excuse me, Sorry, I have such a tickle in my throat this morning. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's so hard to it, it's like it's like when you when you're cooking in a kitchen and the burner's hot and you tell them it's hot but yet they still touch it they have yeah. to experience it to like understand oh wow this is what hot really means but then they turn around and do it again and you're like what are you doing yeah. you just told you it was hot you just burned yourself yet yeah, you're gonna do it again that's what it feels like sometimes when they're going through things in life and you've you're telling them hey if you do this this is going to be the outcome like we've experienced it we know how do we how did we experience it we went through the same thing like unfortunately yep. <laughs> sometimes there's things where they just have to experience and we just gotta watch on the sidelines <clears throat> excuse me but when we are when they are doing when they are going through that walk where it's difficult and you know what they're about to walk into, but they think it's going to be different. It's hard to be on the sidelines, but I think what the most important thing on being on that sideline is that when they have figured out that you were right in what you were saying and the outcome happened the way you said it, that you don't gloat and you don't rub it in their face. I told you so. Right. You And there's times where it's hard to not say, I told you so, because dude, I told you so, (laughs) but to be there and say, I love you. Okay. I know this hurts. This is how we can get through it, but you have to let them decide when they're ready to get through it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is hard being on the sidelines. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is. I mean, it it reminds me of, I love that you use a cooking analogy, (laughs) by the way, everyone, she's an amazing chef. Just throw that out there. Um, but I, and I, of course, always go to the like sports or the, you know, the training, um, analogies. And I do, I think of how hard it is as a coach to be on the sidelines when your star player is out there making all these bad decisions. And yet, you know, like the only way that very often that player or that team is going to remember and really make those decisions differently in the future is for them to experience a loss is for them to experience it themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really love that we're talking about this after I asked you a question of what do you like most about being a mom? Um, Because it is, it is so, when you hear that question, I think it's to think about the roses and the, the, the sweet kisses and the snuggles and the I love yous. But it's amazing how really, like you said, this journey of love, it's really a journey. It's not something that, you know, you you experience once it's definitely in waves and over time and grows deeper. And what I love about motherhood that I've experienced, but also seen in a lot of moms is that the love that they experience for their kids and with their kids really truly ends up changing them, changing the mom, but it also changes the woman to an extent that she then can love others better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you really learn how to what true I feel unconditional love is as a yes. mom. You know? Exactly. And do you feel, especially, um, I know we didn't really talk about this part of your story, but um, in the beginning, uh, uh, for all the listeners out there, in the beginning, we talked about how Kelsey is now in Mendoza. She's a newly married woman. So actually her husband is not the biological father of her son. And so with you being a mom for all those years, before you then met your husband, would you say that your son, in fact, actually helped prep you to be a better wife? 
Um, wow. I've never thought about that question. I mean, no pressure. You can say, nope, shy. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, I'll, I'll give you a moment to think on it. I know, for instance, when um, I first met my husband, Kim, he also has a daughter from a previous relationship. And when we met, she was nine. And very early on in our relationship, he was like, I am the man that I am today because of my daughter. He's like, I, I know that a lot of people don't like dating people with kids, but he goes, I really feel had we met nine years ago or before, um, before I had my daughter, you would have met a different man. And I don't know if I would be this man that you love now without my daughter. So I think it's really amazing how kids really do change you and, and to think that you are so much potentially the woman that you are today because of your son. You know, <clears throat> hearing you talk about what Kim said, absolutely. I, I, I agree with that statement. Um, you know, I, I had to think of like different things that have happened yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that that's absolutely true. I mean, my son has prepared me for so many things in life. I th- it, and it's funny because like to think, oh, your child gave you gifts, your mm. child, it, like as much as we're teaching them, dude, they're mm. teaching us so much more. Yeah, You know, I have a lot more of a compassionate heart. I'm not as reckless as I was before I had my son. <laughs> um, you know, I think we're all kind of reckless sometimes, but for me, it's been more than others, but honestly, like when it comes down to it, there's just like some, like I said, I've been through some crazy things in my life and I drug my son along with me in some of that crazy. And unfortunately my son has, has reaped a lot of what I sowed because of some of my decisions. But I think to answer your question directly, yes, my son has prepared me for marriage because I am the woman I am today because of the things I've experienced in my life with him, because I've had to make different decisions and I've had to remember I'm not alone. Like the things that mm. I do don't just impact me, you know, cause I, there was a season where I was making decisions where I was making decisions like I wasn't responsible for anyone else. And there was a lot of times where I had to wake up and go, wait, I'm not just me. I'm yeah. me and my son. And now that I'm married, I make decisions. I'm a mom and I'm a wife. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not just Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I, I come with this package. So what I do, the decisions I make, not only are a reflection of me, but they're a reflection of my marriage. They're a reflection of my parenthood. And if I'm out there being reckless, like I was before I ever had my son, I don't think I'd have a successful marriage right now. Not a chance because I would be making very selfish decisions. Now that doesn't mean I don't make selfish decisions. I still make them all the time. I mean, I'm still human. And part of being human Mm -hmm. is we have selfish desires and there's times where I still make very selfish decisions, but I'm more aware now of, Oh, I made that decision about me, Mm -hmm. not about the three of us, you know, and not about we, you know? Right. And so, yeah, absolutely. I, I never thought about that before, but yes, my son absolutely has helped shape me into 
the woman to be worthy of marriage now. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing how those two are so interconnected. And I think it shows so much of the redeemer that God is because, you know, in a ideal situation, we know that God created, um, you know, men and women to come together and to ideally be married first and become that one and then bring forth children. But even when we do things our own way and we do follow those maybe selfish desires that we have, it's just awesome to see like how God really can redeem and and bring forth such beautiful redemption from any situation. And I see that just living so brightly and so beautifully in so many people's lives, including including yours. And it's awesome to see now too, you grow and you, and you flourish in this season of, of a motherhood, but also now as, as a wife. And you mentioned too, how, you know, these decisions you make now, and, 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 you know, I think a lot of moms and wives feel this, I don't know if it's, if the correct word would be pressure or weight, but like that, that extra maybe responsibility and, and, and maybe some women, uh, I certainly do feel it to be like a privilege when I'm out in public, whether I am at work or at the gas station or wherever my comings and goings, like, I feel like, yeah, like I represent our family. Um, Mm -hmm. but I know that for, I know women, we are our hardest, we are our worst critics. We do often take on Mm -hmm. the way of the world. Like, do you in any way ever feel like that extra responsibility? Um, you've lived as a mom for now 16 years, but now that you're also a wife and it's, it's new and, um, having just gotten through your first year, do you feel like that's an extra pressure or do you feel that it's perhaps freeing to be a family unit? There's times where it's absolute pressure. Mm-hmm. And then there's times where it's a release of a burden in a sense. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in this season of really a self-discovery again, mm. um, which ladies will happen <laughs> over and over and over because it's all new seasons. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've never lived this moment before, you know, you might've lived similar moments, but you never lived this moment before. And there's different people in each season. And so their responses impact your response. And then you think about your lessons you've already learned and then that impacts. So um, it's constant changing, but there there's, there's times where it's like, man, I can't do this because I'm married Mm. and I have a a son. So it'll feel like a burden. And then of course, you know, you'll sit back and think about it and you'll realize, wow, it really wasn't a burden. It actually made it that much more simple. Um, You know, it's easier to walk away from some situations because it's like, uh, -uh, nope, I'm a mom Mm. and I have a husband. Mm -hmm. I don't need, I don't need that problem. I don't don't need need that drama. What's going to (laughs) come into that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely it, it, it does. If I'm really honest, there are moments where it's just like, man, this really makes this decision more difficult, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I think you, you painted it so beautifully when you were even just talking about being a mom, like realizing the decisions you make don't just impact yourself anymore. It it really causes you to have to be more selfless and, it, it is hard. Like every woman out there knows like how often will we like to just go do what we want to do again, you know, and not have mm-hmm. to worry about the consequences. And, you know, I think as a single person, sometimes there are ways you can kind of get away with things a little bit easier than when you've got, you know, children and, and a family. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
it's, I think just as you said, it's so good to help our children get real and honest about everything and just being able to be real with their mistakes is like, it's also so healthy to also share and say like, Hey, every day is not easy being a wife. Like being a mom is not, (laughs) is not always (laughs) unicorns and rainbows. Like there are some really beautiful days, but there's some really hard days too. And, and I think sometimes how I get through them and I've heard from a lot of moms is just being real about it. That, that is like the first Mm -hmm. step you can, you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also really important to, well, first thing is you have to remember your children are still children Mm. and you have to, even though you want to be honest about everything with them, you have to remember the season that they're in and you have to remember what they're capable of really understanding. Mm, So there's ways to be honest about what you're going through without telling them details that are far beyond what they should really be understanding. Um, Which obviously the ages on that is all changing because of how, you know, sensors Mm. change, um, you know, but I think it's still very important. Like you can be honest with your children. Like, Hey, I'm really struggling with something right now. And yeah, they're going to want to know what that something is. They don't necessarily need to know what that something is, but just let them know, like your decisions are going to be a little different than maybe what they're used to. You know, like you don't have to tell your children if you're going through a financial um, burden, there's ways to talk about that without letting them know, like we're struggling financially you know, um, or whatever the the situation is. I know for me in my life, there was a lot of, I was suffering financially. I wasn't, I wasn't in the best of situations. And because I didn't know how to be honest with my son about it. And honestly, I was probably too honest with my son about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it made things more difficult for him. It, it made him make decisions that, a child shouldn't make like, for example, because I've struggled so much in my finances and, and, you know, maintaining, um, jobs or good jobs and things like that. Um, my son now has the mindset of, he feels like he's a burden at times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though like it's my responsibility to be his mom and provide for him, there's times where he feels like he's a burden And he shouldn't feel that way, but unfortunately he does feel that way. And so here lately, like we've had conversations on, you know, like he needs something, but he won't say anything because he feels like he's a burden. Mm. And like, I have to remind him, you're not a burden. This is a privilege for me. It's a struggle, but it's a privilege. And I'm a mom. And one thing I can say that I have, always been successful at is if I haven't been able to provide something for through my own Mm -hmm. means, I've always been provided Mm -hmm. for. I, you know, for those of you who believe in God, yes, absolutely. God absolutely provided whatever you believe is fine, but I'm telling you in my life and in my experience, God has provided, whether that's through the hands of someone else or just something just seeming like it magically appears. Mm-hmm. It's not magic. It's not, you know, smoke screens. God is always providing for yeah. me, you know, and, and 
you know, my, there's been times where my son has had wants and there's, he's had needs that weren't met. But at the end of the day, when I really sit back and look at it, that season was necessary for something. Yeah. It may not be, be understood right now, but we'll understand it later. And my son, he absolutely has an appreciation for money in a way that some other kids maybe don't, you know, he, it, it sucks that he's seen that struggle, but at the same time, I know that he values mm. his work now and he sees, you know, he has an understanding now when I am at work that, you know, yes. I have to provide for us and this is why I'm working. Yeah. So yeah. yeah I, I feel like I talked in a circle. I hope what I said makes sense. I feel like it's a good, um, it's a good circle. Though it's story. not like going in circles. It's kind of like you're completely yeah. in a circle, you know, cause yeah, that's at least how okay. I've taken it. <laughs> Moms, feel free to write in the comments below. Like if you're confused, um, we'll just point you to Kelsey. Um, no. Right. But uh, right. Exactly. Yeah, I'll clarify. <laughs> uh, but if you don't understand this, mom's listening, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're, you have babies, maybe you're pregnant, you know, um, maybe, you know, you have little toddlers, but eventually I do believe like, well, we're all going to journey through when, as our kids begin to develop, you know, their own conscience and are testing the waters and things. And, you know, you realize, or it seems like Kelsey, you really became very self-aware that there were some maybe conversations or uh, situations that maybe in hindsight you think, oh man, like, should I have shared that with Israel? I don't know. And, and I think all of motherhood, all of parenthood really is you're kind of constantly second guessing and experiencing this mom or dad guilt and which I have heard is totally normal, um, by the way. So <laughs> every mm -hmm. no parent gets yes. out of it. It definitely um, is. <laughs> but, but looking now that you have a 16 year old and now you're saying like you're able to see some silver linings, I feel in these moments. Um, what have you done as a mom? Like, you know, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but I just wasn't sure if there was something else maybe um, that you'd like to offer as far as when you come to these moments and you realize like, oh man, you know, my son thinks this way because of maybe things that I have shared with him or situations like, how do you do about correcting those things? Or what do you do about helping point him in the right direction? I'm, I'm pretty mm -hmm. honest with him. Like if I see him have like, we'll like, we'll be having conversations and he'll say something and it'll kind of strike me like, wow, why mm -hmm. do you have that opinion? And then he'll, he'll express, well, it's because of this situation or, you know, sometimes he doesn't necessarily know and I'll think about it and then we'll talk about it or whatever. But um, we talk about those things. And then like, there's been times where he's pointed out, well, it's because you did this <laughs> and, you know, because we experienced things this way and it's like, oh, well, I, I taught that behavior to him mm -hmm. unknowingly, you know, and it's like, wait, that's not yeah. how I really believe, yeah. you know? So, so we'll, we'll talk about it and, and I'll try to like point out different perspectives and remind my son that, that you know, you can't look at every situation from one set of eyes. Yeah. Like you've got to move yourself from the situation yeah. and Even look in. Even if it's in. not mine, baby. And, Even if it's, you I know, mean, of course, as your mom, like my perspective is always right, but no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> as yeah. much as we want to be like, and, and that's one thing I think I really appreciate about myself is that I do remind my son that 
I make those mistakes. I'm not always right. And as hard as it is, sometimes I have to admit when I'm wrong. And I, you know, I'm a woman who loves to always be right, but I'm wrong a lot of the times. And I have to humble myself. And man, I've eaten a lot of really good (laughs) humble pie. (laughs) And I have to admit when I'm wrong. And, And I know that you know, I've made a lot of decisions in my life. Like I said earlier that my son has reaped the harvest of my sowing of some really bad seed in my life. And, you know, I have to, I have to tell him that it's okay that I made mistakes and that I'm sorry that those mistakes landed on his plate too, but that we can get through this that we don't have to let that be, we don't have to let that burden from that season carry over. You know, it's so easy just in life in general to experience something and to look at it and go, man, that's going to mess me up the rest of my life. It's easy to look at Mm -hmm. situations and say that, but what I think is more admirable is to be able to look at those things and say, I don't need that situation to crutch me in my life that situation is going to be my Mm. step stool into why I'm going to walk into this Mm. situation in my life. Um, You know, um, I, I didn't share much about, you know, my, my story. um, But, you know, in the sense of like, okay, I'm just gonna say, so when I was pregnant with my son, I was actually um, in prison when I gave birth to him because of some of the decisions that his father and I made and my son has, you know, walked that out with me. And then I was, you know, years later in a very serious domestic violence relationship and my son walked that out with me. And now I'm in a very healthy, godly relationship. And by healthy, I mean way different than what it was before. I'm not being abused. I feel like it's more of a normal relationship. Um, yes, we have our ups and our downs, but I feel, um, I definitely believe God has, has brought me to the right person. Um, and it's not easy. You know, my husband doesn't have kids, you know, so he's walking into a relationship dealing Mm -hmm. with a teenager Mm -hmm. and it's all new to him, you know, but you know, I, my son has, has witnessed and experienced so much stuff in his life. And it, you know, it's important for me to say, mm. I was wrong. I made these decisions. I went to prison. I made the decision um, to be in the relationship that I was in where I was being abused. Now I'm not saying I chose to be abused. Not at all saying that anyone who's a domestic violence victim knows where I'm going with this, but those of you who maybe have never um, witnessed or been a part or, or understand being in a domestic violence relationship. I mean, this is a whole nother topic and a, a story that can be shared another time, but it is, it's, it's, it's not, it's not what meets the eye. So if you're looking at someone walking through something like that, please don't just judge them off of what you see, understand it's much deeper. It's, more a mental and emotional thing it's not just about well if you're being hit walk away it's not that easy because for like for me Mm -hmm. I did have my son and part of the manipulation my abuser did was you know Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hurt your son so you stay because you think it's easier Mm -hmm. to stay because it's safer 
when it's actually safer to get out. It's, it's hard to get that connection of, wow, it's really safer to be out. So if anybody's experiencing that or witnessing somebody experiencing that, please ha- try to have a different perspective. Um, but I also want to say, ladies, if you are going through something like that, or you do know someone who is, if you're going through it, you can get out, seek the help. There's people out there. If you need to reach out to me later, please do. I'll, I'll, I'll leave my information so you guys can contact me on Facebook and Instagram or just email me. And whatever you share with me stays between us. Um, but I have no problem with sharing what I went through and my hurts and, and my habits and my hangups, the things that, that held me back. But know that you can get out of those situations. And if you are watching someone go through that situation, mm. first of all, if you pray, pray. Mm-hmm. Second, be there. Don't turn your back on them. Now I'm not saying be in the situation. Don't hover over them and don't tell them how to get out of it or just be there when they're ready. It's going to hurt. It's going to be like being a parent and watching your kids go through something that you've told them. I've told you so, um, or like you could have that told you so mentality, be with those people, support them. And that moment it clicks for them and they're ready to walk out carry them out, run with them out, support them through that because it's, it's difficult. And if you're a parent mm. watching your children go through that, that it, it really, it was so hard for my parents. I know to watch me go through that. They had to love me through that. They had to watch me go through that. They seen what was going on. It was no secret, even though I mm. thought it was, they watched me go through that and they watched me drag my son through that. But now we're all sitting on the other side of that and seeing the benefit in it. And the fact that I'm, I'm honest and I share my story, I know it's because it's meant to help someone. I fully believe I've walked the walk in my life the way that I have so that I can help one other person get through their stuff. So, so ladies, you're going to get through this, whatever hard situation it may be. Maybe you don't have something as heavy as mine, but you're, whatever you're experiencing might feel as heavy as mine there you're gonna get through it it's gonna get easier yes reach out to others hear others listen to others and be willing to share your story ladies if you got a story we we all have stories so share them because that's the only way we're gonna get through this life is by sharing right find somebody that i think kelsey and i've just been very blessed to have each other and have other women in our lives that we can just get real and be raw with and you know so it's uh it's important to know that too, to, to be around the right people, to be surrounded with someone that you can get really real with. And I love what you said, Kels, like be that person for someone too, you know, be that person um, and mm-hmm. just be there with open arms. And, you know, with um, this really, really important and validated topic um, coming up, I do want to, I want to ask, I, I, I think I know the, the answer, but Kelsey, will you join us for another episode? Awesome. Cause I absolutely I feel like there's so much more. I would there. love there, to. There is. There's, there are, there are women, uh, you know, that are going through it or maybe a family member and we don't want to sell that story short, but I feel definitely today, Kels, you ring home the, the, the true message of victory 
despite despite uh, challenges mm-hmm. and how challenges really are the way through and you know so moms just hang in there no matter what your challenge is um, you know there are going to be better and brighter days and those darker days and darker storms you know they will be worth it and they're going to actually we can I think both say bless you but also bless your children in the future yes I do want to say one more thing, if you don't mind. Um, So I know that I have said multiple times how for me, there's no love like giving birth to my child. But I just want to point out for those of you who are listening that maybe haven't had the privilege that I've had and that Cheyenne has had of actually physically giving birth. Maybe you are a bonus mom or you've adopted or whatever the situation might be, I want you to know that I personally don't know the love that you have, or and I don't know, I like I don't have a, a, a bonus child, I don't have an adopted child, so I don't know that love. But let me tell you, mm. I do have step parents, and I have um, my dad was adopted, and my grandmother on my mother's side was adopted. So I want to give credit where credit is due to choose to love a child that you didn't physically give birth to is just as admirable as the love that I know that I get to experience in loving my child. I think choosing to love our children is absolutely amazing, but choosing to love someone else's child, I think is a whole nother level. So let me give credit where credit is due. Ladies, if you are one of those ladies, my hat is off completely to you. <laughs> oh, it's bringing me back to tears again because it's, it's like I said, there's no love like giving birth, but man, I, I have so much respect for those who are choosing to love someone who maybe wasn't in the season to love what it they is, gave birth is, to. Uh, from my own experience, it is, I think the greatest uh, lesson and unconditional love. And it is the most beautiful opportunity I think that, that we can have. And so, yeah, ladies, you got two big fans on this side of the podcast of you. And please know that we <laughs> definitely, I feel validate you as moms as well. Um, I know that there's a lot of controversy out there, whether or not, you know, you are a mom if you didn't give birth, but absolutely, you know, I think that motherhood love is birthed in your soul. And God's given us the ability to all be moms, mm-hmm. whether we have a child grow in our womb or not. And, um, you know, Kels, I feel that you yourself are such a resource and such a, just a wealth of knowledge. And most of all, I feel like love this journey of love we've taken with you today. Um, if the ladies listening to this episode would like to continue that journey and actually connect with you, uh, what would be the best way for them to be able to do that? Um, so most likely messenger, um, with Facebook. Um, I'm not big on Instagram yet. I'm still learning it. It's not really my, my thing. I'm more of a a troller, I guess. I don't post a lot and things like that. So, but I like what other people, I like following other people and learning their journeys and stuff. But so for Facebook, it's Kelsey Dawn Mendoza and my name is K-E-L-S-Y. Um, I do have a Kelsey Mendoza one that's active as well. So both of those are me. Um, I'm trying to dwindle down to the one, uh, but the one I favor is Kelsey Don Mendoza. Um, and then my Instagram is Kelsey Mendoza 
19. Um, so yeah, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Um, and then I guess if you wanted to do an email, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're old school <laughs> like that, which, Hey, no judgment. Mm-hmm. And, and there's people out there who don't do social media and I totally respect that. Um, so you can email me at Israel's mama, 23 <laughs> at AOL.com. I'm super old. Day two when um, you have AOL. <laughs> yes, I have an AOL. Yeah, right. Well, in 23, hint, I was 23 when I did it, 36 (laughs) now. You do the math. Um, But uh, yeah, so that's how you can get a hold of me. Maybe didn't, you know, you're scrambling for a pen or paper. I'll make sure that I write all that out in the show notes page. So when you're somewhere safe and you can look at that, I'll make sure I have all the correct spellings and everything there for you. Miss Kelsey Dawn Mendoza, I just want to say thank you so much for just being (laughs) here. You are such a human being, not a human doing. I love that you're just fully present when you're somewhere and you really are present (laughs) to me in this podcast. And I already am going to say, girl, we will happily take you back and everybody listening, stay tuned because she will definitely be featured on a future episode. You're so welcome. Awesome. Thank you. you. I'm honored. Each and every one of you that's listening today, remember if you're a mom, you matter. Your story matters. And again, if you'd like to be interviewed on a future episode, please go ahead and reach out at theclaymans.com. You can also find us on Instagram at theclaymans. And we are just so thankful to have you, your ears, your heart, everyone listening out there. You have an absolutely beautiful day. And I look forward to greeting you all next week with a new episode.